What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you were searching for me across the interwebs. And we're back again with another great episode of this gaming-related podcast. This week, we're going to be recording at a different time. I'm actually trying to record on a Wednesday this time around because, for some reason, gaming news has been an absolute avalanche this week. There has been so much stuff, and we're going to talk about it all. And we're also going to be skipping over some segments in today's podcast because there is just so much stuff. So we're not going to be talking about what I've been playing slash watching because I've not really been playing a lot anyway. I've been playing Apex Legends and Overwatch, but we're not going to dive deep into that because there's not really a lot to talk about. But we are are going to go straight into some gaming news because Microsoft has announced that the Xbox Cloud Gaming for PC and iOS will be beginning a limited beta testing period for some Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. It's available right now, so if you've had an invite, it should be in your email box. But Xbox has announced that it will be testing its brand new limited beta on PC and Apple devices, which is very nice indeed. They announced this via an Xbox News wire post. Where a number of subscribers of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will be invited to help test the service for Windows 10 PC, Apple phones, as well as tablet via a web browser. Those that are invited to test this out will get access to a brand new website where they'll be able to play over 100 Xbox Game Pass titles through web browsing, including Edge, Google Chrome, as well as Safari. So that is very nice indeed. To participate, you will need a Bluetooth or USB connected controller so you can play the majority of the games. However, some do have some custom touch controls enabled for them. For example, Viva Piñata has been kind of worked about in Majigad, so you can use touch controls over there. I'm pretty excited to actually test that one out if I do say so myself. Additional invites will be sent out as the test progresses with players from across 22 supported countries invited to the test to give feedback and let Xbox know what you think of it. They will hopefully then evaluate and then improve the service as it goes along. I am personally very excited to check this out. I have yet to get invites, so come on Xbox, hit a brother up. You know my tag, it's the same as everything else. Just come on, hook me up with some good Xbox cloud goodness. I just want to check it out. I want to play it. I want to see what it's like. I want to get in there and try it out and see what happens. Talking about things I want to get into, LEGO Super Mario has announced a brand new adventure with a Luigi set, which is very cool indeed. I do not like that segue though. I don't know why I went in like that, but I went in hard. Again, no, not what I mean. But anyway, after a recent leak, LEGO and Nintendo have officially announced that Luigi will be joining the world of LEGO Super Mario with a Luigi starter course available this August. The set will include a LEGO Luigi very similar to the Mario with a LCD screen in his chest as well as speakers that play sound effects. However, Luigi will have his very own responses. I have noticed though that Luigi looks very similar to Mario. He's got just a different coloured moustache and then a different colour outfit. I'm not really a huge fan of that. I love Luigi. I got all excited about this originally and now I'm like, yeah, it's just green Mario. Who wants Green Mario? I know Luigi's always just been tall Green Mario, but I don't just want Green Mario. 
Anyway, I digress. The starter course will be coming with the question blocks, the pink Yoshi, Boom Boom, as well as a Bone Goomba. These are very cool indeed. I like them very muchly indeed. If you do already own the Lego Super Mario starter course, both Mario and Luigi will be able to interact with one another too. So you'll be able to get them to play with one another and have some fun. If you are like me going to pick up this starter kit, the Luigi starter course will be available to pre-order right now and it will be releasing on August 1st and it will cost £49.99 if you're located in the UK and then the equivalent. So it's the same price as the Mario set. So whatever the Mario set was in your region, just assume it's going to be that. I think it's additionally like 10 euros tends to be. So it'll be like 59.99, I assume. If you're in the European continent, then it'll be some of your dollary dues in your Australias and your dollars in the UK in the US and the Canadian dollars and dollars are everywhere. Talking about being everywhere, Apex Legends Season 9 has revealed its upcoming legend and it will be called Valkyrie. Apex Legends is literally mere weeks away from dropping Season 9 to the game. I'm very excited for that one. And Respawn has decided to ramp up to that release with some announcements of their very own. With the new legend that will be coming. So in a newly released episode of the stories from the Outland short, the developer introduced its brand new character, otherwise known as Valkyrie, who has a very strong connection to Titanfall. Valkyrie, otherwise known as Kyrie. Imaha is the daughter of Titanfall 2's character Viper who is the pilot behind the North Star Titan. You might know that from Titanfall 2 because he's a boss fight in Titanfall 2. You should go check out Titanfall 2. It's a very good game. In the short though that is titled North Star, Valkyrie is out to take revenge against her father's boss and leader of the Apex Predators in the form of Cuban Blisk. The short provides a fantastic introduction in my opinion to the character which also also adds some interesting lore and backstory to her. I'm very excited about that, as well as Titanfall. I honestly cannot wait. It does look very cool. Something that I also find that is very cool and interesting is that this brand new season does not have a number this time around. Instead, it's just going to be called Legacy. I'm kind of hoping this ties in to season 10. Maybe we get something. But I think there's going to be cool things coming in the horizon. That isn't a pun, but it is a pun because Horizon's a character in Apex Legends, if you don't know. I didn't mean for it to be a pun, but I like it very muchly indeed, and I'm just going to keep on rolling with it. Talking about rolling onto it, let's go into some speculation because Valk's abilities looks like she'll have some form of flight. With the short also showcasing Rampart taking apart Northstar with a shadow engulfing Valkyrie with the jetpack wings of the Titan. That Titan specifically has a very interesting moveset in Titanfall 2 so you'll know that that one is very cool indeed and it's going to add some nice little things to this game. I'm personally very excited. If you are going to check out Season 9 of Apex Legends, otherwise known as Legacy, it will start on May 4th on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC, but they also confirmed that there would be some additional surprises coming up towards the launch of the game. Actually, right now, there is a teaser for Season 9 in Apex Legends, which is really pretty cool indeed. You have to get a care package, and when you get a care package, when you open one up, there is a little mobile device that drops, you pick it up, and then there is these markers around Kings Canyon and Olympus that once you scan them, you then gotta go into 
the firing range, which is kind of like a testing mode where you can like test out weapons and kind of practice a little bit to get good at the game type thing. But if you go there, there's a place where you can actually connect this mobile to a platform that is there. You then do that, and then it goes on to this big old teasy goodness. Very similar to the Ash tease in a prior season. I, I think it was the Olympus one, which I think was season 5. No, yes, I think it was season 5. Season 5, I think. I think Olympus came in 6, and the teaser was in season 5 or 4? I don't know. There was an Ash teaser in one of those that kind of tied into Olympus. Olympus come in... Season 6, I think. Anyway, it's not important. What I'm basically saying is Ash is actually included in this new teaser for something else that possibly mentions the arena. So what that is, we'll have to wait and see for Season 9. But I'm personally super hyped to check this out. There's going to be changes to Olympus with the infested Olympus. Apparently there's going to be shrubbery and greenery and roots and things of that nature. There's also going to be a new bow in the Bosec bow. I'm also very excited about that. I'm just excited. Overall, I'm just excited for some video games. Talking about video games, the next batch of games coming to Xbox Game Pass for April has been announced and there is some big hitters coming for the end of the month. Microsoft has been on an absolute roll for April with games like Outriders, Judgment coming up in a couple of days. They also have MLB The Show, which is the first time coming to Xbox and also coming directly to Game Pass. Well, they ain't done just yet because they've announced the upcoming games for the next week and there's some cool stuff coming. On April 22nd, Frogs will be available on PC. April 28th, we'll see the release of Second Extinction on console, PC, and cloud. April 23rd, in between that, is Judgment, like I said. Then you've got April 29th, we'll see Destroy All Humans coming to console, PC, and cloud. That is the remake, the new game. You should check that one out. It is very good indeed, and it's worth playing there. Then on April 30th, we'll see Fable 3 on Cloud and Fable Anniversary. Both fantastic games there. But Game Pass has been on an absolute tear this past month. They have been destroying it up. I hope they manage to keep up this momentum because if they manage to go big into May as well, then you've got E3 in June. It's looking like it's going to be a cracking couple of months if you're an Xbox player indeed. I know not all of these games are shiny brand new games, but hopefully this means that we will get more shiny brand new games added as we go along. If you thought we were done with Apex Legends, we most certainly not because Apex Legends Mobile will be getting a beta beginning in some regions later this month. The game has been adjusted specifically and designed for touchscreen as well as streamlined controls. Apparently, it's a new Apex Legends or a different version is what they said, I think, on the actual post. The beta test will start with only a few thousand players being added to this beta from India and the Philippines. However, they do plan to expand it over the course of the year to other regions. There is little to no detail on this. It looks kind of choppy and kind of meh. But it's a mobile Apex Legends. What are you going to do? I'm kind of hoping this doesn't tie into crossplay whatsoever because I'm already having problems with my teammates. I don't need mobile teammates as well. Please don't tie these in crossplay. If you're going to put them together, go put them with the PC players. Go, go let them get stomped over there. We've already got some really bad players on console. We do not need any more. And that's coming from a platinum player. I'm like middle of the middle. And even I'm having trouble lately with some of the players that have been on Apex Legends. Let me tell you. 
On to some more somewhat sad news. Overwatch's 2's game director Jeff Kaplan is going to be leaving Blizzard, sadly. So Jeff Kaplan announced that he is leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 years at the company. Kaplan did leave a touching statement for fans of Overwatch like myself that ties back into the first ever animated short with a quote from Harold Winston. The post reads as followed. Greeting Overwatch community. I am leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. It was truly the honour of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers who shared in the journey of creation with me. Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. GG. As an avid Overwatch player that still plays to this day, I played the beta when it was originally available on Xbox. I'm extremely worried for the future for Overwatch. Overwatch painted a world full of hope and wonder, but after this past year of constant terribleness, and with Jeff leaving the game while it's currently still in development or production, this could be a bad sign for Overwatch 2 and for what possibly that game could be. It could be a monetization issue that maybe Activision has pushed in and said, look, you need to start making more money off this game. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see on that front. What I will say is on the other side of the fence, he could have possibly left for personal reasons. We don't actually know as of yet. I am kind of thinking that it's maybe Activision overstepping. It would make a ton of sense because they have done things over the past two years that don't make sense. That is mainly just for money. But let's get back to Overwatch 2 because the assistant director known as Aaron Keller will be taking over as the new game director and Keller had the following to say in regards to the departure of Jeff. Jeff's been a great leader, mentor and friend and he knows how much we're going to miss him. I've been lucky to work alongside him and the rest of the Overwatch team for many years in building something that continues to inspire people all around the world and I'm honoured to carry the torch forward. I'm personally very worried for the future of Overwatch 2, but I do hope that I am completely and utterly wrong on that front and that Aaron Keller does a great job as the new game director. Congratulations on the job promotion there. Also, good luck to you, Jeff Kaplan, in the future with anything that you end up doing, whether it be heading over to Dreamhaven or going and maybe starting something new somewhere else. Good luck in your future. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your career and we see some great things from you in the future. On a happier note, PlayStation has finally confirmed that they will now not be closing the PS3 and PS Vita stores. They've announced that they will be backstepping on their decision to close the stores for the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita. However, they will still be closing the PSP store in the time frame that they mentioned. Sony announced the news via the PlayStation blog with Sony Interactive Entertainment's president and CEO Jim Ryan saying the following. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today, I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born 
of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more on our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future, so I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. Anybody with a half mind can kind of see through this. He's kind of grinning and bearing right now. He's not excited about this. He doesn't want this to happen. You can kind of tell by the way the entire quote is put. He's not happy about this. This is because of the backlash that the community built up around this. This isn't them seeing the errors of their ways and then going back on that decision. PlayStation doesn't care, really. They just don't want this bad press right now with the launch of their PS5. They've got enough problems with getting these consoles in stores, so they don't really want to add to that. Jim Ryan has obviously previously stated his disdain for older games and how he doesn't think anybody's playing them. This was clearly an extension of that, getting rid of those stores. Hopefully this does mean that the stores will continue to be supported for a very long time in the future, but I personally just think this is just a prolonging of the death of those platforms. I don't think they plan to support them for the foreseeable future. That could mean a year, that could mean another week. This is basically just painting over the mark on the wall. That's basically what they're doing. We made a mistake. Here you go. You get what you want. Enjoy. It's some of these things in here that doesn't make a ton of sense, like including commerce support challenges. What challenges? What challenges did you have from the older devices that you weren't already running into, that you weren't already heading face on? It doesn't make sense. It's just a load of rubbish, in my opinion. But I'm glad to see those stores stay up because that means backwards compatibility will be available in some fashion, at least, for players who do want access to that. And on to our last news story of the day, Square Enix is going to be joining E3 2021 in some capacity. This was announced during a recent interview with Square Enix president Yosuke Masuda who said the following, We'll be announcing the rest of the lineup, brackets later, and we're also planning to make an announcement at E3 in June, so please keep your eyes peeled. It is currently unclear whether the company will have a full-on show like they usually do, or whether they'll have just like maybe some announcements, or maybe something smaller, like a video package like Nintendo Direct. We'll have to wait and see. I would assume they would want to keep the hype train rolling though, after the launch of Outriders doing as well as what it did. I would assume they want to keep that chugging for as long as possible. Hopefully we'll see some great games and announcements at E3 this year. I'm personally very excited for E3 this year. I'm excited for anything because right now we don't really have a big list of games that is coming out. There is very few games coming out over the next coming months, so I'm hoping that the end of this year is going to be absolutely rammed to the brim, jam-packed with video games from wall to wall. I just want so many games that I can't play them all. That's what I want in my life right now. But anyway, that is pretty much my time for this week's episode of the show. I am recording really early this week because there is so much gaming news that is going on and I want to cover as much of it as possible. I can't really see there being a ton later on in the week. If there is, I will then probably do a somewhat bonus episode that'll be just a brief recording of what's going on. But this is going to be the episode for this week's podcast. I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend and I will catch you very shortly in the next episode. But until then, ghostly out. <laughs>